Blog Talk Radio. Jacksonville. A child was born who could sit still. Eighty-six years later with no regret. You know that man can't sit still yet. The Great Depression couldn't get him down. For his dad's store in town Collecting money in small amounts Four whites and blacks in the furniture account That's in Kennedy Wants us all to be free That's in Kennedy to be free As he'd collect, he'd call the folks He'd hear legends, tales, songs, and jokes Now this fine treasure he records right He was colorblind Black and white Writer's Project for the WPA Zora Neale Hurston, he earned his pay The Crackers and Black, they talked for hours It was a barefoot history in this land of flowers On the 23rd of February, 2019 this is the week that was from WBRN Radio and on the Boston Red Network. Very interesting week. We've just uh, concluded. The uh, South African uh, nation is having their election today. It was uh, put one week behind, but that has been uh, a recurring situation uh, before it has been uh, postponed. So not not a big deal there, but part of the problem is that people in the South Africa have to walk our tech buses, the planes, it's a vast country and the whole idea of the day was off uh, today uh, but at the same time it uh, the situation whereby they are uh, stressed because uh, on uh, this particular day uh, they don't permit driving so in other words, you have to already be in the location uh, for the uh, polling episode. So some people that had come long distances uh, will not, and I'm assuming they don't have a mail-in ballot mechanism there. It's very unfortunate, uh, and they don't have Internet voting, anything of that nature. But it could be accomplished by using uh, smartphones, uh, even uh, using... Uh, Analog phones are uh, in the villages and a mixture of both. So this is one of the real things that happens when you're having a voting, as one professor said, the preference situation. Now, in the U.S., uh, we're coming back to the U.S. Well, one other thing, uh, in Venezuela under uh, President uh, Nicolas Maduro, they had some dueling uh, conferences, uh, concerts, I should say, a B and A from uh, London, uh, the Virgin Empire there, uh, 
Bronson uh, had a conference. Uh, had a conference. I guess you could call it a concert. I wonder was he giving away free refreshments? Who knows? Anyway, they got some bands there, etc., and tried to put it as a live aid. This shows you the condition of modern uh, capitalism. No place else would they have a com- a concert, bringing in bands, paying for bands, to try to influence a government. The overthrow that is of a government, and they've got the coalition. I suppose you'd call it the willing. When you start looking at, at at these so-called coalition, most of the world is not represented. There, you have the usual uh, suspects uh, in uh, Europe, uh, the old uh, colonial types, Canada, and a few other little smaller nations thrown in uh, to, as they say, make the pizza dough look like it's palatable. But in actuality, it is not very palatable. The uh, border with Brazil is closed now, and evidently there were some skirmishes there. Now, we got some reports uh, that uh, two people were dead. That's what the Washington Post said and some others. Other reports, one person was dead, and evidently they did uh, some uh, forensics on who fired the uh, bullets, and evidently the bullets did not come from the weaponry of the uh, Venezuelan uh, security forces, that it came from others. And this is one of the big problems when you have this type of border situation, that uh, it's easy for someone to fire a gun within within a crowd, particularly if it's a very large crowd. You could either have a provocateur that would fire at the Venezuelan security forces, or you could have someone in the crowd that would just shoot someone in the crowd indiscriminately. So that situation there, I suppose, is uh, in limbo. The uh, self-appointed president, now even the corporate media is calling himself that, he appointed himself, Mr. Guaido, uh, as in uh, Colombia. How he got there, he said, well... uh, did he go by bus with some of the other legislatures, a caravan, they call it? Or did he uh, fly in? Well, there's still plenty of flights of it one could take. Venezuela is a vast country. He could have driven somewhere and took uh, whatever. Or uh, who knows where he was. And walked across the uh, border. Or he could have just went in simply in disguise. That's probably how he went. That's his uh, M.O. going in disguise. But uh, today the border will uh, be uh, between Colombia and Venezuela will be partially closed. I'm not certain how they will handle that. Incidentally, the government of Venezuela had their own hands-off Venezuela uh, concert. So there were two concerts within a few kilometers of each other on different sides of the border. Now the city that they have uh, talked about that the uh, materials are in is a city of about a million people but a lot of it is shanty town so it appears to me some of that quote-unquote uh, Yankee aid uh, should be distributed there in uh, Columbia because the people in those shanty towns are not doing that well but this whole situation is surplus uh, food is scraps whatever you want to call it for the masters at table uh, is what they are offering when in fact, the boycott of Venezuela 
primarily by the U.S. and its cronies, have cost them billions of dollars, and what prevents them from getting a medical supplies and food stuff in. There are tons, or however, of medical supplies uh, coming in uh, from the Russian Russian Federation and others. So there will be supplies coming into Venezuela. There will be food coming into Venezuela. It just needs a united effort. Now, remember now, three-fourths of virtually three-fourths of the world is not in this so-called sanctioned program of the U.S. So there's a lot of people out there that aren't. The Venezuelans still have valuable resources to uh, trade. Uh, their petroleum products, they also have gold and other minerals that can be traded. And you can assume the Russian Federation has their eyes on those minerals and deposits there. And whatever bartering situation they have, the Putin regime has a uh, an interest in it. So they will continue, as they say, to exploit their particular interests. And this is what is amazing. I've been watching the uh, Miami Herald and their Spanish edition there in uh, Florida where the quote-unquote exile community, those are people primarily, not all, that have left Venezuela and have taken their uh, fruits, have gotten, uh, gotten fruits uh, with them. <laughs> so in other words, they've taken the money out, they stole the money, and they're there. In fact, there was one general that... Uh, said that uh, they should bring democracy, their former general, I should say, one that the U.S. Uh, listed as a drug trafficker. So in other words, this is a crooked operation from the very beginning, and all the only thing uh, Mr. Juan Guido wants to do, Guido wants to do is uh, privatize some of those key uh, industries that has been played out in, uh, this, in the former uh, Soviet Union when uh, the... Uh, Bourgeois forces took over there, uh, Yeltsin and company. They stole some of the uh, better enterprises. Of course, they've gotten back on uh, Putin. He's taken them back. But the same thing happened in the GDR, what's known as East Germany, that uh, the factories that were in good shape were sold sold off uh, for pennies on a dollar, basically, and that exploitation is there. And that's what they want to do in Venezuela. Venezuela was at one time a very wealthy country for those that were wealthy. But there was always a tremendous amount of poor people in the country, just as in Colombia. All of these countries cannot sustain their people more than perhaps about 70%. Incidentally, we have a numbers man program coming up this weekend as our macroeconomics program will be talking about the GDP that will come out next week. It's uh, at below uh, 3%. DJ Trump at one time had, uh, and many of the forecasters, 3 plus percent, 3.5, perhaps even 4. You can have that for a quarter. I want to get too far off of there. And we also have special program, incidentally, for African history a month. We've not kept uh, taking our eyes off of that particular prize. And we'll have uh, some programs somewhere thrown in here uh, in the last days that we'll be at the Blog Talk because radio, because they're changing their uh, configuration, we'll call it. The slot that we have will no longer be available. And from what we understand, uh, they're, they're doing two things. They're 
keeping their uh, quote-unquote blog talk radio there at a pro forma uh, place, but at the same time they've transferred their own by the same company that has uh, Spreaker. So in other words, they are consolidating that as at the same time Internet radio itself is uh, consolidating the, the recent moves uh, from uh, Spotify uh, and buying a uh, aggregator, uh, I think it's called Anchor, which will also host your... Uh, I went up there, and we'll push some broadcasts up on uh, Anchor. It's just an aggregator. You deposit your programs there, sort of like some others we have scattered all over the uh, uh, the web. Anyway, that's enough for that. We, what we're going to use here uh, to piggyback behind to the billionaires, Uncle Carl Rove, he's writing in the Wall Street Journal on the 21st of February. Every billionaire is a policy mistake. If you are not, you, uh, it's not your parents' Democratic Party. This has been a continuing theme, and it will be a theme of the 2020 election that the Democrats are a bunch of rascals, radicals that their proposals are radical. Well, by the very definition of radical, if you go to the uh, the epistemology of it, based on the 2016 election in uh, the continual uh, 50 states uh, called the USA, and what has been happening here in terms of a uh, evolutionary situation, the late great uh, Jerry Pippen, former broadcast partner, died three years ago, talked about that and the move to a single payer. In fact, he and I debated it. Not the idea that of single payer itself. Actually, what we wanted was nationalization of the health care system. We've been talking about that since the day that I stood uh, with Dr. Spock, the baby doctor, for those that remember um, our age uh, in the 60s. Anyway, uh, Dr. Uh, Spock and we were talking about national health care at that time and in every nation it's a little different situation uh, that it takes. In Canada it takes one particular uh, pattern uh, and in the UK they have the National Health Care Service. Now along with the National Health Care Service they do have private medical facilities as they do also in uh, Canada. But the whole idea behind that is various programs out there, single-payer, Medicare for all, it's usually called that, that there has to be some sort of national program. Now, in the Medicare for all, uh, the uh, federal government, uh, like they do for unemployment insurance, etc., you would be, uh, there would be a deduction uh, under the FICA regime, I'm assuming, and that would take care of your medical care. And you would not have a reason to have a private insurance. Now, it would private insurance disappear? Perhaps not, because uh, as we have with Medicare, and we can attest to that, you have what's called supplemental insurance to cover things that Medicare does not cover, uh, like prescription drugs. Uh, they do cover prescription drugs. Sorry about that. Eyeglasses, uh, hearing aids. I don't have a hearing aid. I do occasionally wear glasses. But anyway, those sorts of things. I didn't know the dental services. So there are some things, plus they have the donut. That would be cleaned up. Those are what we usually call side issues. A lot of that would be cleaned up in a final bill. Will a final bill achieve uh, what is uh, put into campaigns? No. 
in a campaign one has to understand that you are propagandizing behind issues or quote unquote policies you can call them whatever you wish but the whole idea Bernie Sanders was talking about this in 2016 that's almost four years ago and in 2015 he's been talking about it for a very very long time so it's nothing new there and back to Uncle Carl's uh, article here, he's disparaging uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, just said a top eight, every billion as a policy mistake. That view has been replaced by a deep hostility to wealth, and a new outlook is uh, the best uh, captured in the tweet. Well, in the tweet. Uh, you have to understand that the whole campaign of, uh, I'm not sure where Uncle Carl was, but the whole campaign of D.J. Trump. What did D.J. Trump promise on Twitter? Drain the swamp. He was talking about special interests when he started his campaign out. His campaign uh, gravitated from when he started out from a quote-unquote more of a centrist campaign to a sharp center-right campaign because of the types of people that were in the Republican Party in which he was running on such as uh, social issues, dealing with transgender people, etc., dealing with abortions, the so-called evangelical types that are in there. But what he incorporated in, and they were always in there, but the uh, white nationalists, he decided to run a nationalist program. And as he uh, congratulated Bernie on the trade thing, but he just took it uh, forward, uh, forward. Well, the problem with the trade mechanism, what Bernie was talking about, was a little bit different. Uh, what Trump has done is, yes, they are redoing the uh, the NAFTA, but at the same time, there are holes in the NAFTA that do not favor working people, farmers, etc., people of color, young people, and all that. So in other words, didn't accomplish what it should have accomplished. And some of the other, for the Asian uh, trade pact, he escaped that. We commend him on doing that. He did not fall for that for that trick. But at the same time, this enormous inequality, and this is the whole thing about billionaires. He cites here uh, Bill Gates. Well, Bill Gates made billions, uh, made a billion or billions of dollars or whatever. So did uh, uh, the uh, owner of the Washington uh, Post and Amazon, Bios, Bales, made uh, money. But how did he make the money? That's the question you have to ask, and Steve Jobs really want to talk about him. He made it on a, on a proprietary system uh, known as an iPhone, proprietary computers that they were uh, able to sell at a ridiculous cost, and the human cost of that. You have to remember, Apple, no matter what it is, uh, I noticed some of their developers showed some backbone they don't want to make military uh, weapons. These are these... Uh, enhanced uh, glasses, virtual type glasses. Uh, but there is some coming, but they're still not unionized. Nor is Bales and his billion dollar enterprise. They are not unionized. And his uh, Amazon uh, operations and own a sweatshop, they literally had people taken away by emergency vehicle in, in New England. The heat in the plants the speed-ups that they have to go through working with humans and, robot, and robots. Eventually, the robots will uh, replace the humans, but at this time, they need the humans to put it in their little uh, bins, so to speak, and they have 
they're rushing around the place there. It's ridiculous. But that's how the money was made. Now, to Gates, it was a different situation. Gates was able to monopolize an operating system, primarily, called DOS, then later Windows, which you have as now some people do. Now he's in the clouds with all of his stuff. But that's how the money was initially made. When they moved from Albuquerque, I was living in Seattle at the time. By the time they made it to Seattle, I had made it to New York. So, in other words, and then we were back in Boston. But the whole deal was that this is how the money was made. So when you start talking about billionaires, I notice Uncle Carl does not mention his friends, the Koch brothers. Democrats running for president echo the theme. I want the billionaires to stop being a freeloaders. It says uh, Elizabeth Warren. Well, she's... Bernie Sanders alleges America is only controlled by a small number of, of multi-millionaires. No doubt about that, uh, especially billionaires. What these characters have done, uh, Adelson, uh, old uh, casino Adelson out in uh, Vegas, and various others that have accumulated millions and millions of dollars. Well, what they've done is they've set aside some of their millions of dollars and spend it on the Citizens United. They can put packs together and spend as much as they want to influence you how to vote. And they have their lackeys in the corporate media and various others and politicians to put out there. Uh, Gildebrandt, she's from New York, is senator there, uh, the head of the Pfizer Chemical Organization, uh, Pharmaceutical Organization, is hosting uh, some uh, fundraiser for her. But this is the problem that you have, and this is the reason that these billionaires are being pointed out, because at one time you only had a few, a John D. Rockefeller here and a John D. Rockefeller there, which set up later philanthropy. Now, most of this philanthropy ended up being like a Bill Gates, so then Rockefeller did pass out dimes to people. I guess that would be, what, now a $20 bill probably, or maybe more than that. But anyway, he said it doesn't matter, uh, back to Carl, that Bill Gates is number two on the Forbes uh, 400 list of the wealthiest Americans, and his team invented the operating system. They didn't invent the operating system. Let's get this straight. There was uh, there was an operating system. They had what was called BASIC, uh, and IBM had uh, something at the time was called PC-DOS. IBM was getting out of the software business more and more at that time, so effectively what they did was that they conceded PC-DOS to uh, Gates because at the time uh, they didn't particularly have their vision together what the, the personal computer was. They wanted to sell the hardware. They had been selling mainframes. And at the time the tradition was that when you sold mainframes, um, many computers, whether you wanted 6,000 units, uh, you gave the uh, operating system away. You were selling hardware. So they were still in the, stuck in that day. And Gates, through various schemes with some of the manufacturers like Intel, bundled DOS, bundled Windows, forced the resellers. I was in that. I understand that. To buy the operating system. Now, these were the Dells of the world, these people. But the smaller-time resellers like us had to buy... Uh, what was called OEM DOS, original uh, manufactured DOS, or whatever, our Windows, actually, uh, and so forth and so on. Before that, we had something called GN, GN. Anyway, uh, 
was uh, Steve Jobs on Worry the Fortune He Left His Widow. Well, yes, number 20 on the list. It was accumulated by uh, popularizing the personal computer, the iPod, the iPhone, and the iPad. You don't hear as much of the iPad anymore. But, yes, but uh, really what the popularization uh, came along is when IBM came out with theirs, and then you had what was called IBM-compatible computers. That the uh, eight eighty six machine. I won't get too much into this, but and consider Bales. We've already talked about Bales. How many jobs he created? Yes, he created a lot of jobs. I have a million jobs and still counting. Microsoft has a hundred and thirty one thousand jobs. Apple has a hundred thirty two. Probably about the same. Yeah, they created jobs and destroyed San Francisco and uh, many and uh, Seattle. Many of these evil uh, billionaires also displayed extraordinary excuse me, philanthropy. Uh, many have taken the giving pledge. Well, yeah, they can afford to. Others uh, support community organizations like the Robin Hood Foundation, as of uh, Paul T. Jones. He's number 153 on the list in New York. Others uh, like uh, Gates. Well, yeah, Gates, uh, like the Clinton Foundation, manipulated... Uh, Various things, uh, HIV, uh, malaria, but most of the work that they do goes to these NGOs, and the NGOs get most of the money. Not all, but most. What's the future of the rich on politics? Wealthy uh, libertarians and conservatives like uh, the uh, Koch brothers, and well, he mentioned Anderson here too. At the funders of left wing causes of indigencies uh, by uh, socialists and other leftists in the Democratic Party. They are not. Uh, the uh, right has uh, George Soros. He'll come up somewhere in this. Uh, Tom uh, Steyer has spent $100 million to promote impeachment. He wasted his money. and His money could have been better spent. Uh, George uh, Soros, uh, who devoted even more years to left-wing politics. Uh, B.J. Pitzker. Well, B.J. Pitzker is a Pitzker, multi-millionaire, governor of Illinois. His uh, people or his uh, sister was in... Uh, Obama's administration, 42 million. When he had 42 million, that was like us giving a hundred dollars to get elected as Steven Spielberg, who contributed more than uh, two million dollars to Democrats last year. Oprah Winfrey, regular camp, didn't talk about what Oprah Winfrey gave to, uh, like in Georgia. Well, she can't do that. Um, I'm sure since she's made over a billion dollars doing that, if you use your wealth uh, to advance uh, progressive, uh, you get a pass? No, you don't get a pass. Uh, G.B. Pitzker was uh, condemned uh, by uh, many as being a millionaire going into a multi-millionaire going into the uh, governor's office there. But the Illinois Democratic Party was in such bad shape that they literally needed a stimulus. And what did they do? Well, they finally passed uh, the uh, $15 an hour uh, bill that we talked about. However, though, it's going to take six years. You imagine how insane that is? Six years to get to $15? By that time, uh, they probably won't even have a $20 bill. Now, when you go to the, you know, the ATMs, I think the least you can... Uh, extract from one is at least uh, $20. Anyway, let me move on from this into our regular lineup. Uh, check it on. Okay. Where we are here. 
Oops. This is a New York Times article. I won't have time to do it all, but we'll talk a little bit about this uh, 2020 Democrats embrace what's called race conscience uh, policies. This is by uh, Herndon here, Armistead Herndon, on the 21st in the Times, uh, from the first day of the 2020 campaign when uh, Senator Warren of the Commonwealth blamed generation discrimination for African-American families earning far less, and that still goes on, than European households, the Democratic uh, hopeful, uh, hopeful, excuse me, have a hopeful... Um, have uh, broadly emphasized racial uh, justice and closing the wealth g- the gap. No doubt about that. Uh, a lot of work can be done there. Last week on a popular show, the uh, Breakfast Club, Senator Harris of uh, California argued uh, with a host suggesting that government reparations for African Americans were necessary to address the legacy of uh, slavery and discrimination. Senator Harris later affirmed uh, that support in the statement, we have to be honest that people in this country did not start in the same place place or have access to the same opportunities. She said, I am serious about taking an approach that would change policies and structures and make real investments in the African community. Well, you can have investments in the African community. A lot of African communities in this country have had, quote-unquote, investments. But the idea is, like in Newark, the uh, urban the ghetto at the time, it's not that now that uh, Twitter King Booker used to preside over. His idea of investments there was to bring a hockey arena downtown. Well, that's an investment. He created some jobs. Most of them didn't go to people in Newark. And he creates jobs when they have a hockey game. And the uh, Whole Foods he brought in, uh, providing uh, they take uh, food subs- uh, subsistence and the workers that work in downtown Newark uh, for places like Prudential, that are there till sundown, generally speaking, unless they stop by and have a quick one or two. Hopefully not like uh, Mr. Kraft. But anyway, he stopped by a uh, massage place, uh, supposedly. And uh, I don't know what he got there, didn't get there, but he was uh, stung. We at this mic have always had great suspicions of entrapment and there, evidently, the women that were working there were Asian, and they claimed, well, they had some clothes there, so what? They had food in the refrigerator, why not? People do have to eat when they're working, and uh, so forth and so on. And supposedly, they claimed they had some of it videotaped. Now, how would they get a video camera in? Anyway, uh, back to Elizabeth Warren reparations. Um, the... Uh, the impact of slavery, no doubt about that, uh, could uh, cost uh, a policy that could cost a trillion dollars, and one that uh, Barack Obama and Hillary uh, Clinton and uh, Bernie Sanders, many of the top, have not supported. Well, they've supported various other programs. Let's cut to the skinny here. Uh, the Warren uh, campaign uh, declined to give further details on uh, that uh, backing, but the but that came in her call for a federal program to provide special home buyers assistance to residents of communities that adversely are affected by redlining. Well, that's been done before. We have enterprise zones. I mean, that goes back to Tricky Dick. Morally uh, driven uh, policy goals of Harris and uh, 
The Times is very interesting. Today they're attacking the Harris and uh, Warren. Yesterday or the day before that they attacked uh, Amy Klobuchar for being a bully or uh, something like that. While the Democrats have long cast themselves as inclusive, more inclusive than the Republican Party, a grassroots organizers, many, well, D.J. Trump did a lot of grassroots organizing. Many liberal votes of all races are now pushing officers to get officials to go further on policies of uh, racial uh, inequality, but inequality in general. But race-conscious politics could emerge as a fusion in a wide-open Democratic primary. Well, it will be wide open because uh, we read that uh, the March 2nd primaries, that is Super Tuesday, uh, will now include a Minnesota. I wonder how that's going to affect the Mississippi uh, program of uh, Amy Klobuchar. Two leading Democrat uh, candidates have... uh, Embrace the reparations, the concept that the federal government should both acknowledge an ongoing legacy of slavery and discrimination. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Julian Castro, but he's going nowhere anyway. And then some figures aside here. These figures, uh, I think, were to 2004, uh, for every dollar European family wealth an African-American family is about five bucks. And old Twitter King Booker has something called BB Bonds. Policies aimed to help uh, poor children uh, by giving them a government of, uh, savings account that could total up to uh, 50000 for the lowest income bracket. Well, that's kind of like the earned income uh, deal, but that goes for the whole family. Nothing basically new there. Um, Urbana, uh, Maria... She's director of uh, national policy director for uh, Indivisible. Says that uh, many years of being uh, many uh, after many years of being pushed by activists, the Democratic Party is closer to applying uh, its uh, liberal values of racial equality. Well, yeah, I know. But there are various others here uh, also, and we won't get into all of this. But basically, um, until America tells the truth about itself, uh, we are not going to hell. That's uh, heal. Excuse me. That is from uh, Mercosio Cortez, said in a forum with Taishi Coates, the writer whose landmark article, The Case for Reparations. Well, the case for reparations, uh, John Conyers, who used to represent uh, city of Detroit, uh, used to introduce that legislation, goes back uh, to the 70s. Will it ever uh, come forward? We don't know. Evidently, the upshot... Uh, why uh, so-called uh, why uh, whites have an edge over blacks? Don't you know? And this is uh, actually, I guess that was done. Psychologists at uh, the uh, Yale uh, recently asked hundreds of Americans uh, the uh, same two questions for every. Uh, and this is where it came. Actually, it's 2017. I thought it was. Um, so we only have to do this at a later date. Let's go to our lineup now quickly. Muffle, muffle through it here, as they say. Uh, what have we missed? Bernie's uh, 2020 map it might be uh, changing without the never uh, Hillary vote. Well, it'll be the never uh, DJ Trump vote. We'll do this Monday night. Don't have exactly the time now. Uh, roughly one quarter of uh, Sanders' support in Democratic primaries and caucuses came from the never Henry uh, never. Hillary uh, vote. Uh, they said uh, 
but also quite uh, literal. Uh, these people who never voted for, well, some of that never Hillary voter went to D.J. Trump. I'm not sure if it was a fourth, at least an aim for it there. A poll of more than 50,000 people conducted by YouGov in conjunction with Harvard University asked voters uh, who they voted for in uh, both uh, primaries. Uh, what Bernie's uh, primary voters, or what the primary voters did in, in November 2016. 74%, uh, 0.3% voted uh, for uh, the monster Clinton, and uh, 12% voted for the. Uh, D.J. Trump, 3% uh, Johnson, 4.5% uh, along with us voted for Jill Stein. And for other candidates, uh, didn't uh, even recall 2.5%. Those who said they uh, would have voted 1.5%, didn't vote at all 1.9%, almost 2% of the people. So really, that just sort of tells you that if you look at the Barack Obama uh, vote, a lot of people voted for Barack Obama in uh, 2008, 2012, they voted for D.J. Trump. So this is not as um, out there as you would think, benefited from the name of Oh, in red states, well, yeah. And I know they're... Um, oh, we look at a couple of states. 31.8% of the voters in uh, Montana. 16% uh, voted uh, for... Uh, Bernie Sanders in uh, Montana, in Hawaii, 8.1% voted for Bernie Sanders. 25% were the never uh, vote, and she got, what, 69% of the vote. Uh, it was about 18% uh, for Bernie in Kansas. 26% were the never Hillary votes. But all these are fairly, quite high um, that uh, voted for her and... Uh, West Virginia, he got 54.4%. In uh, Oklahoma, this is what Bernie Sanders' share, uh, share of uh, the uh, popular vote was in Oklahoma, 51.9%. And out of that, 21.9% there. In uh, Vermont, of course, obviously, he had uh, 86%. In Idaho, 78%. This would have been in the uh, Democratic primary. Did very well. In Kentucky, he had 46%. In Rhode Island, 54%. In Hawaii, 69.8% uh, of the vote there. In Washington State, 72%. And, of course, in Massachusetts, 48% there. Is in the Democratic primary. He did very, very well. In many of these uh, primaries, 48.5% in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. In uh, Louisiana, oh, wait a minute, yeah, 23% he got there. Uh, in Michigan, 49.7%, almost pulled it out. And in Pennsylvania, 43.5%. Wisconsin, uh, he won that primary, 56.6%. In Connecticut, in New York, 42%. He would have gotten more had... Uh, and if you look back at it, 10% uh, of that, 25% uh, were the Never Hillary types, and 10% uh, were there uh, for him. So in places like Texas, uh, he got 32%. 
and 19.2%. Uh, and finally, the Mississippi, he got 16%. That was because he was not known at the time in Mississippi. And 14.4%. And we go back up his share of uh, Sanders' vote, who uh, were the never Hillary uh, types. Well, yeah. He got some of that uh, vote uh, there. In uh, Mississippi, 14.4% there. So I think we're doing this pretty well. Uh, Sanders' map is uh, tougher without the uh, never Hillary vote, no doubt about that. The good news for Sanders is the states have, uh, where he benefited the most from the never Hillary vote, especially in Appalachia and the interior west, have relatively low, uh, de- uh, had, have relatively low uh, delegate tallies. So places that he could potentially afford to lose, uh, well, no doubt about that. In uh, like New England, he'll be getting that. The upper Midwest, where Sanders, uh, Amy Klobuchar uh, could uh, create uh, problems in her home state. Well, she could, no doubt about that. Pacific Northwest, where uh, Sanders uh, performed, uh, preferred uh, that uh, candidates uh, like uh, former well. Hickenlooper not enter the race. Hickenlooper is not going to do very much. I don't know about Inslee, what he'll do out in Washington State. But anyway, that's the story there. Incidentally, uh, one of the chairs, a mayor of San Juan, Puerto Rico, Carmen Yeslin Cruz, uh, is uh, part of the co-chair of Bernie's campaign. This is from the EP, uh, said in the statement that... uh, Sanders will offer path towards the uh, resolution of many issues facing Puerto Rico and including a new relationship with the U.S. Glad to see her there. We're going to do the polling. Uh, I'll briefly look at it here. This is from uh, University of Massachusetts Amherst. Uh, Joe Lunchbox Biden is at 28%. At uh, 20% is Bernie Sanders at 14%. Uh, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. At 9%, um, this is in the New Hampshire primary, is Elizabeth Warren. That doesn't go, go too, well, too well for her. And Beto O'Rourke at 6%. He didn't start out right. But uh, Twitter King Booker at 3 um, Gillibrand at 3 uh, Let's see, Bloomberg. Kovacar only has 1 and Castro 1. That is in uh, New Hampshire. And these are various uh, matchups here. Um... In Arizona. Now, we expect that Trump's up by 12 over Bernie in Arizona. He's up by 9 over Harris in Arizona. And he's up by 11 over Elizabeth Warren. Uh, He has 49 to 38. This is in Arizona. And he's tied with uh, Joe uh, Lunchbox uh, Biden. And let me just uh, check here. Look at our time. Oh, uh, Elizabeth Warren has moved one f- reparation for Native Americans. Well, Native Americans did, in fact, get some reparations in their various uh, treaty connections. They didn't get it all, and also the treaties themselves have not been fully uh, implemented. And if that is done, they will, in fact, get their reparations closed that up very, very quickly here. Uh, the uh, Ryan uh, Zinke, uh, Zinke, Zinke, is a uh, grand jury examining whether uh, he uh, lied to the federal investigators. So that's coming up there. Let me just do the sports now. 
And from the NBA, we had uh, the Wizards were at the Hornets. Wizards won uh, 23 to 110. The Pelicans at the Pacers in Indiana. More precisely, Indianapolis won uh, 26 to 111. The uh, Pelicans, the Bulls were at the Magic. The Bulls won the game 110 to 109 by one point. The Spurs were at the Raptors. The uh, Raptors won 20. To uh, 117, a three-point game there. The Pistons were in Atlanta visiting the Hawks. It was the Pistons 125 to 122. The T-Wolves were visiting the Knicks in New York, and they won the game 115 to 104. The Clippers of LA and the Grizzlies was the Clippers 112 to 106. The Nuggets were in Dallas, uh, and the Nuggets won the game. Mark Cuban is not very happy about that. 114 to 104, and in an overtime game, the Jazz and the Thunder. Thunder by one point, a high-scoring game, 148-147. Let me just take care of men's basketball here. It's on Friday night in an overtime, Indiana and Iowa. It was a-